<laughs> oh shit. We haven't even started yet. Well, we finna get started. Yeah. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Hey, hey. All right, well. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Zero G Adventures podcast, episode number 49. As always, I'm Tim. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. And we welcome you. So this week, we are going to talk about our trip to Carowinds, where the Carolinas come together. (laughs) Yes. So we recently went to Carowinds and spent a day. Um, I don't know if we needed a full day at Carowinds, um, but we spent a full day at Carowinds. Um, and so we're going to talk about it and rate it and give you our thoughts and opinions and reviews on the different things that we did and saw and ate. Um, first, we always like to start every episode off with the drink of the week. And this week, we are sipping aptly named the Liquid Fury. It's like a bluish green, like the Fury. It is. Yeah, apparently the park launched a whole bunch of signature cocktails based on a lot of their coasters this year, but I don't think they publicized them. So unlike well. Kings Island, unlike Dollywood, you really couldn't tell that they had special drinks. Yeah. We only realized that when we went looking for a recipe to make for this episode that it, they had done special drinks for most of the coasters. If we would have known that, we probably would have bought one. And tried like tried them all in the park. Probably would have improved. Kind of like what we do when we make drinks yeah. of the week. And honestly, had we tried each one of the drinks in the <laughs> park, it might have made the day just a little better. Or worse, it was depends. a very hot day. Yeah. <laughs> we got the most out of our drink pass that day. Our yes. drink pass paid for itself in the first three hours. Yes. And speaking of drinks, what was in this one, Brian? Midori. Captain Captain Morgan. Pineapple juice and blue curacao. Yes. So mix them all together in a shaker, shake it all up, strain it over ice, drink it. And to me, it tastes like watermelon bubblicious. When you first put it in your mouth, not a minute and a half after. I like it. Yeah. The the spiced rum gives it a different... Because we've done a few other drinks whose bases were uh, melon liqueur and pineapple. And I think the spiced rum definitely takes it in a different direction. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's decent. I wish the flavors were a little stronger. Like, they all blend together well, well, but, like, it's not like a... You made yours the right way. Yours is better. Either way, I like it. Watermelon bubbles? Yeah. I think the spiced rum gives it almost, like, more earthy flavor. 
so it's fruity but a little more earthy. It's not overly sweet. Yeah, I think I like we have. It. I think it's we good. have a winner. Yep. Ching so, ching. If you want to know how to make it and see us make it, um, you can look on our YouTube channel and see the drink of the week. While you're at it, subscribe to the playlist. We have a which, lot of stuff on there, which has all of our drinks of the week. Some of our Q and A's, some of our behind the scenes, the best of twenty one, soon to come in five months, the best of twenty two, which should aptly be damn near hilarious. Yeah, this year is really. We've funny. gotten a lot more comfortable than I think we should have <laughs> yeah. been because we think we got this down, but we really don't. It's kind of a fly by night operation. Every week we do it, but somehow we pull it off. Are we, we are we recording tonight? Yeah. All more, right, let's it's go. More, it's more we got an agenda? Nope. <laughs> Eugene agrees. Yes. So, um, news. So, we always cover a little bit of news at the top of every episode. Um, first thing, today, they have started erecting props for the scare zone Pardon for our, HN. Pardon our dust, is what they say. We're making way for Halloween yes. Horror Nights. And it is a very medieval castle-themed type of props that are going up and that's going up normally like in their like glam area the hollywood boulevard section mm -hmm. so it's going to be interesting as to what it is so um no details have been released but we are biting our nails waiting for the next announcement which are probably just going to dump a whole announcement on us like they did last oh year. yeah i think so too um what else so we actually made news yes because we told we told our buddy at Screamscapes that Hurler reopened at Carowinds literally when we were there. <laughs> Halfway through the day. Halfway it through the day it opened. And uh I love it because he posted. He said, Good news for Carowinds fans. Well, maybe not, depending on how you feel about the ride. But the hurler has reopened. Having ridden him, he says, having ridden it myself, he said. I wasn't surprised to see it needed to go under the knife. <laughs> so it wasn't under long enough. No, yeah, I, I, that last curve was awful. The but, rest wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But, but that last curve was bad. It was pretty bad. It was so bad. Long, but funny. when you compare it to the rest of the ride options in the park, not the worst. Eh. It's in the bottom three out of 13. But we'll talk about that in soon the enough. Review, yes. In the review. Um, Warner Brothers Movie Park in Australia. They are doing a licensed Wizard of Oz land. Finally. My wife is over the moon. Will she get on a plane to go to Australia? That's the Probably question. Probably not. I, I am thrilled they're finally doing something of a grand scale with Wizard of Oz IP. They've There's tried so much opportunity. They have tried for years. There was in the mountains of uh, North Carolina, believe it or not, which has a connection to the other half of our trip. The same guy who started Tweetsie Railroad, who then started Rebel Railroad that became Dollywood, actually was the force behind the Land of Oz that is only open seasonally in North Carolina. They have tried for years to open a full-fledged Wizard of Oz theme park in uh, Kansas. There's co a concept art all over the internet for that thing. But the reason I think the, the Wizard of Oz won at Warner Brothers World, World 
will actually work is because Warner Brothers actually owns the IP. They don't have to license it from anyone. And I think that was the biggest issue with all the other parks coming to terms with Warner Brothers to use specific concepts that were from the film. Because the book is in is um, out of copyright. You can do anything with what's in the book. But what we think of Wizard of Oz That's is that movie. So fingers crossed that Warner Brothers does something good. Maybe hire some of those Imagineers Disney's ticked off and <laughs> really hit it out of the park. The concept art looks really good. The the only thing that I think they may have missed as an opportunity is the witch's castle is a family invert, which is probably going to be a new Vekoma invert. They missed the mark on the Harry Potter coupon. Um, yeah, that would have been awesome. So is the witch's castle going to be the central point of the land? It is not. Are they? It's a part of it. It's in the dark area. Okay. And then you have Kansas, which has like a dueling rail coaster almost. So what's the anchor for the land? In, Emerald City. In Park Speak. So Emerald the, City is the weenie, so to speak. The yeah. beginning of the Yellow Brick Road okay. is the like entrance. Okay. And then the Emerald City walking in, um, according to the concept art. Now, we think, know, especially think, with Kenny Wood, concept art doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. So, but Kenny Wood, Steel Curtain opened back up. Yep, Steel Curtain did open back up again. I awesome. give it another four or five weeks. So it goes down. Back down. And apparently they're doing some work on the rest of Steelers country to yeah. make it look more than just a shed. Yeah, they're actually starting to finish what... Like the plan was, they're starting to make four the... years later. Oh, let's look at oh. Dis- let's look at Disney, Thank shall you, we? SpongeBob. The Tron, Tron's still under construction, right? And Disney is still a shit show. Yeah, Always. that's enough about that. So, um, oh, other oh, other oh. news: oh, King's yeah. Island reopened the bat. Yes, like surprisingly, very very quick, according to a bent rail. Now, the other thing that I'm super excited about, not at King's Island, but at Universal Studios. Revenge of the Mummy is going to reopen soon. They are starting to add a lot of theming into the gift shop. Yes. The exit is getting like super detailed theming. Yes. In an area that never really had much. So that's that gives me, I can't wait to see what they did with the well, rest of the thing. Well, come on now. Universal has learned from the, what do they call the super themed experience shops? I'm they switched them out. They, they did the movies, the one, the horror one. Yeah. There's a trivia store. The, the trivia stores. They have learned that super immersive themed shopping draws people in. And yep. when they're in there, Absolutely. they spend a lot of money. At, yeah. Yeah. We do. So, do. so why not spend that extra money? Because you're going to get it back. Again, I've, I've said in the last few years, Universal has been counter programming Disney. Disney does generic stores. Universal goes theming out the wazoo. Disney builds essentially a bland Apple store. You know, they, they will build a shop where you literally walk into Beetlejuice's graveyard. They will do... mm-hmm. And they there is a video on YouTube that's, I, I want to say it's actually from Universal Orlando, but it's the creative directors um, talking about experiential shopping. And yeah. it's all about exactly yeah. what you just said. And it's how they create these immersive environments and throw a merch in it. And yeah. it's an attraction, and it's and people flock 
to the tribute stores. I mean, they do them for Mardi Gras, oh they do God, them for yeah. Horror Nights, they do them for Christmas. They, they like the tribute store is like, oh my God, what's coming next? And all it is is a gift shop. Oh, well, and people look forward to it yeah. more than well, the, the damn experience the, itself. The other great example of experiential shopping is the world of Harry Potter shop that they opened in New York. That is an experience in and of itself, but it's a store. Yeah. But it's so well themed that you get involved in it. And one of the key things is if they get you involved, you don't think about how much you're spending. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I hope they do it again this year because I actually would do it. Is last year they had people submit photos of themselves and they antique them and they mm-hmm. photoshopped them and everything and they made them part of the story of the tribute store. Mm-hmm. It was like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. And if, if they roll it out again, I think I'm going to do it because I want to go and find myself. And you know what's amazing about that? Literally and figuratively. It's mm-hmm. fan service. Spiritual. It's amazing God interactive works. fan service that they still make money on. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like walking through. Like I'm like, oh, there's Tim, Tim and Jen. There they are. Yeah. yeah. There's Rob Alvey. Universal. I scratched out you, and everything. Universal anyway. is doing things right, and that's the best way I can say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Without naming the competition. There's shit. Show there is no competition. No. Yeah. Do you know who the competition is now? SeaWorld. That is their competition at this point. Who's Universal's? Yeah, but see, I haven't... because SeaWorld is like, oh shit, I see you. All right, well, but, let's step it up. Let's but, put a stand-up poster in. But also, <laughs> but, but, yeah, <laughs> let, let's do a B and M stand-up. Bring Mantis back. <laughs> but, but it's interesting you bring up SeaWorld Entertainment. I see them moving away from immersive theming mm-hmm. in their parks. And moving towards becoming more of a pure Six thrill flags. park. You see what they're doing in the bush gardens, and they're moving away from theming more thrill. So, and I wonder if a lot of that is the backlash they get from the animal treatment and like PETA and all that stuff about. I could see still theme your rides good. I could see that in the SeaWorld parks, but they're moving away from theming in the bush gardens parks yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Company wide, they're going I mean, more thrills Tim- and coasters. Think about how awesome the queue is for Manta. The ride sucks, but the queue. I like Manta. You like Manta? Oh, oh fighting like words, people! Fighting words. And I think Manta. I think I liked it mainly because of the walking through the entrance, yeah. and going through the queue, and then the ride. It's not like the entire experience. Thing. Yeah, it was. Go- it wasn't like walking onto a Superman clone. No. It's Six yeah. Flags Great Adventure. But that's what. They're starting to build, at least in the bush parks. Yeah, it's... and the SeaWorld parks, believe me, as much as I really loved Icebreaker, I was super impressed by Icebreaker. I wrote it like three times. It was a lot of fun. There's zero theming. There's more theming in my own backyard. There's literally no theming. It's not even over grass. It's over gravel. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have put in, like, ice sculptures, things that look, you know, like, they could have done so much. Relic ice cream, yeah. So honestly, Universal's competition might be something like a Dollywood when it comes to theming anymore. In terms of theming. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else? The only other big thing that's newsworthy that's been happening a lot, which is scary, is parks closing early due to fighting. Yeah. Knott's Berry Farm yeah. was the latest. 
there's an uptick in Las Vegas has been like closing off areas because of fighting. Which... Uh, Six Flags in Magic Mountain, Six Flags in Chicago. And that doesn't bode well for the industry when it comes no. to headlines because attendance is already dipping to begin with. And then you get these headlines about brawls in the parks. That's not going to help. I mean, attendance is going to dip this year because of other yeah. things it, that are going on. Statistically, it looked like it fell off a cliff after the 4th of July. Yeah, that's when you look at attendance at parks, it was climbing a lot. And then once 4th of July hit, it's like everyone then said, well, okay, we spent our money. We did our vacations. Now, and normally July is the busiest time of the season for parks. I mean, mm-hmm. Carowinds was not that busy. I, I have been to other very small parks that were busier than what Carowinds was. I was completely surprised because I was anticipating... But 45 to hour long Tim, waits for what's rides. crazier the following day where our part of the group went to dollywood on a saturday the longest waits we saw were lightning rod it like 30 minutes essentially everything was a walk-on we literally were walk- on a saturday and compare that to the saturday we were there earlier in the season when everything had like a 45 minute wait to a. It was just very different. Very different. Well. But that's the news. That's the news. So. We went to Carowinds. Yes. 66% of the group, it was their first experience. Yeah. In the yeah. place where the Carolinas come together. Uh huh. So, we are going to talk about our ratings, and instead of doing a little intro about the reviews and all that, you know, what our initial thoughts, we'll kind of talk about it as we go through the ratings, Um, and then we're going to finish up with the question of the week, because I think we need to talk about Carowinds to talk about our question of the week. So, um, yeah, we're going to go from there. We're going to talk about Carowinds. Let's do it. So. Zero-G Adventures, we rate parks based on 15 categories. Rating from 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. First topic, parking and park entry. Oof. (laughs) Did the parking lot open early enough? No. Cedar Fair Parks, I'm really getting tired of this. How easy was it to get in the park, parking lot? Through security, main gate, was it well organized? Did they have a tram or shuttle? <laughs> first of all, this is the first time I've ever been in a parking lot. Why well, did could not figure out where to go? There were not cones telling me where to go. It was like a mall parking Leaving lot. the park at the end of the night, I could not figure out how to get out shit show. of we the We ended up going lot. out the back end out by Afterburn. Because we couldn't figure out how to get yeah, onto the... Yeah, you had the... to go all the way back to the like we... water park. Yes. That's how they had you go. But but there was another way that you could get out and get on the road that the hotel was on that we mm-hmm. stayed at. I could not figure out I how to get there. I couldn't figure it out either. And if you have GPS, it will send you towards a gate they rarely use. Yeah, the gate that, well, that used to be the exit. Um, but, you know, I'll say this first. Cedar Fair. Would you please open your parking lots before 30 minutes before your park opens? There's nothing more frustrating 
than getting there early and having to sit in your car. Then, when you get to your gate, can you have more than one line open? Can you have more than one security line open? And can you not have managers talking in the background going, it looks really bad, but it's still only like 10 to 15 minute wait to get people in the park. This is not good enough. It shouldn't take 10 to 15 minutes to get through security and into the parking lot. It just should not work that way. I give it a three. <laughs> Your face on that, like you have like emphasis. You're like, that's a strong three. Three. I Kennywood's parking lot's better. I was going to give it a four because we waited for an astronomical amount of time for absolutely no reason other than the fact that their scanners were not working mm -hmm. at the parking lot. They do not have self-scan. Like, the rest of the parks do. They don't have the self-scan option. They had somebody in a booth, which, okay, good for you employing people. Yay yeah. you. But your scanners were not working. So everybody had that. She had to unplug, replug mm -hmm. back in. And they she only had, had to dust it off. They only had three of yes. like their 10 lanes to get in the park. Only three open. Then, yes, once you get into the parking lot, it was like a mall parking lot or groceries. It was like a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. There was no, normally they have cones and they move the cones as the parking lot fills so that they can fill up everything, get their path. No. Yes. And it was later than normal. Well, you guys get out and you kind of take your take your time. You put your sunscreen on. You get your stuff all organized. I got a child. Got to get him out. Got to get our stuff organized and all that. That takes a considerable amount of time. Families that have multiple children, multiple families all coming together, bringing the weenie bagel in and all that. It, it takes time. Open your parking lots an hour early. Yeah. And then, and then even after you, all that time, they didn't even have security open yet. No, they didn't have security open. And when they did, they had one line. Yeah. And you guys were a good probably 50 to 60 people ahead of us mm -hmm. in the line. And then when we finally got up there, oh, they finally opened a second line. And then the bags. Lord, the bags. They had two bag checkers. And the bag checkers took all your shit up out your bag and rear around in there with a stick. And then they said, okay, here you go. And then you had to put everything back. You had to put everything bag. back. She told me to hold my banana so it didn't squish. That's the only thing she did for me. I said, ma'am, I'm an expert. But then we go through the gate, and they only had two or three gates open, scanning everything. Mm -hmm. Let, let's talk about entrancing, because Cedar Fair has put in the no smoking policy mm -hmm. inside the parks. All right, we're way past COVID. We're way past this shit. Bring the smoking right back. You let me go out of the park. You let me go out twice, and then you lock me out. And then when I go back in, because I have to go outside to smoke, I'm not saying that I'm a smoker, but hypothetically, if I was. If he was. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> when I go back in the third time, they have to get a manager to come over and review my activity for the day and approve me to go back into the park. What the hell is Why that? Why is that happening because... whenever your smoking rides are outside? But it does not happen at Kings Island. It does not happen at Cedar Point. So why is it happening at another Cedar Fair park when it should all be the consistent experience and on the brand of Cedar Fair? I give it a three. Chris, you're up. 
The only reason it's getting a four from me is that comparatively towards other parks, the handicap parking is is just a little closer to the actual entrance of the park than some others, and that gets an extra point to a four from me. When it comes, Kings Islands was close. About the same. Because you still have to walk over that bridge to get to the gate. But some parks are like like a freaking half mile and it makes no sense. Anyway. <laughs> it gets it gets an extra point for me on that, but I'm gonna harp on security. There is no reason with the modern technology we have that they have to root through bags and make Tim hold his banana. Yep. They have simple walk-through scanners and the checks everything they'll pull you aside something's wrong you can just keep moving the technology is there it's not that damn expensive again spend the money wood is you using... just upset because you got the pat down from earl well first of all i think it's wrong that they just automatically wanted him because he had a cane yeah. as well and they weren't very clear about it they weren't very clear about it one guy said okay you're good and the other one said no go over it. so i didn't know what was going on they weren't very clear but what cracks me up is you go to a park like Dollywood, Universal, Disney, Hershey, Kennywood. They have the new Evolve systems. You don't even have to stop. You could walk in together. There's no taking anything out of your pockets, your bags, nothing. And I don't even know what the hell I could have hidden in my cane. It's a travel cane. It's a spindly little thing. Can't hide a damn thing But in this there. is also the same park that had the huge signs of the no guns and the no firearms permitted that were like larger so than my, my my bigger issue is definitely with their security there's no reason to be running the old school scanners like they are and the lack of clarity when you're going to get wandered or not because the one dude almost tackled me to turn me around to get wandered <laughs> that was your thrill for the day not really next Rides and attractions. We look at the variety and quality of the rides and attractions. Did they have enough attractions for families, children, thrill-seekers? Did they have a water park? Were there water rides? Were there indoor attractions or exhibits to offer a climate-controlled experience? Did they have any dark rides or themed experiences? I'm going to give it a seven. Um... There were some rides in Camp Snoopy that after you guys had left, I was telling Chris before you got back, I rode like four or five rides after that. I did Intimidator again in the dark. It sucked just as bad, but we'll get to that. Um, they had some really cool rides oh, in Camp kidding. Snoopy. Yeah, they have that. They have some really. The pirate ship yes. ride is one of the. Best yes. flat rides I have it ever changes ridden. directions and does it the... was that thing hauls it ass. Does. That's better than any Music Express. Oh my god, was that fun! I got I got to do the kitty coaster and all that. Which ones did you do? We did the wooden one. We no um, the wilderness run, the steel one, the Woodstock Express, the the normal yeah Paramount one that was closed. I don't know why it was closed, but it was closed. Um, but got the credit. I'm happy. Actually, all of us got the credit. We all rode. It was a family thing. Yep. Hayden hated it. Um, it yep. So, um, was it? Did you do the suspended one? No. 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 He didn't. Had no interest in that. That's fine. We'll give it a couple years. Um, but 
they had a good variety of rides and kind of like king's island they had a huge kitty area but then they had the family and the flat rides that were family friendly sparse throughout the park so it was like, like if you were going to yeah if you were going to fury there was something close that the family yeah. could do like that like there was stuff and i did like that the variety was very 1987 to me yeah and other than a few standouts it felt like that park was stuck yes in the 80s and then Cedar Fair came in and said, well, we're going to throw a few top-notch B&Ms in there and then call it a day. So, I give it a 7. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a 6. Mo mostly for reasons that Tim listed. It, it goes further because it has some older coasters and rides. The older rides and coasters aren't conducive to people with mobility issues. So there were coasters that I didn't even bother with because, you know, those older aero systems aren't worth me climbing into. And there wasn't a, I mean, there are the newer coasters, but I don't know if it's enough to draw me back. Just, I, my brain will never go, ooh, I want to go to Carowinds. Because realistically, on their list of coasters, there's not, I'm not going to be able well, to do all We're talking about rides and attractions, not coasters. But I mean, like rides in general, like the, the older rides are just harder for me to deal with. They were not differently abled as friendly as other parks that we've been to. Yes. I gave it a seven because the park does have a decent variety of different things, especially mm -hmm. if you look at their water park as well. Oh, yes. All included. Kelly um, loved their water that's, park. I was going to ask, yeah. what did Aiden and Kelly think of the they water park? They loved the water park. Yeah. They thought it was, they would like to go back just to go to the water park. Yeah. But. Um, they have a lot of cool things. I really, what's crazy is you guys talked about the flat rides seeming dated. That whole country fair section that had like the dosi -si do and that crazy flippy ride that Joe and I rode, and those were all added like three or two, two or three years ago. Like they literally added four flats in that area just to have more flats and next year they're changing that area of the park down by where the bumper cars the fry shack was and they're adding like four more rides there that are the new they're all going to be the newer ones like the nebula one and the air race and like so what what you're saying is that carowinds is aware of yeah. the criticism that we have now, when, and they're trying to fix that. Where I score them, the only reason I scored them a seven. I'll show you 1988. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that bodes well. I scored them a seven because the stuff that they have is a good variety, but the quality of what they have could be improved. Like their dark ride, a lot of it was not working. Yes, it's great that they had a dark ride, but if it's not being maintained, mm, now I did. I always enjoy that. The Golden Gnome ride, whatever it's called. The My gun uh, didn't work. Aliens versus I, zombies. I, like, plants versus aliens. Like, I it just is think too unique. hard to play with that many people when you can't find like, your number. When you can't find your number. Now, if you were able to pull it up and you would just yeah, like track it, like, oh, there's, there's yeah. 12. Mm -hmm. 
and then you, you shoot. But your number only showed up. But it when only you shot. Shoot. Yeah, and when you got 40, 60 people all shooting at one screen, it's like number, 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 yeah. number. No. It was just a very different ride. I like the fact that it was different. But again, you have no, I'm sure you have your water park, but no log flume, no raging rapids, no shoot the shoot, no themed boat ride. Like, it just seemed in an area where you could have, like, had a little more theme to your park or anything, you know. It's got a Cedar Fair vibe in terms of theming. They tried, but then they just said. But I mean, I think Kings Island does it better in terms of theming. They're like the Taco Bell kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Roller coasters. The variety and quality of the park's roller coasters. They have a good mix of thrills, family, wood, steel, inversions, landscaping, and theming. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. Five. Really? Yep. Even with Fury? Okay. Here's the thing. The only reason I'm giving it a five is because of Fury and because of Copperhead Strike. That's it. A little bit of Afterburn. Mm-hmm. I rode that too. In night. I love Afterburn. Back row. I was Zen. Right. Nobody else on the train. Afterburn's great. I was going to say, you have to at least give those three. Afterburn is great. I'm going to give those three. Afterburn. Yes. Afterburn, Copperhead, and Fury. We, I went because Fury was my bucket list coaster. Mm-hmm. It was my 150th coaster. I was proud to make it my 150th best roller coaster I've ever ridden. Mm-hmm. It is my number one overall. Yep. As of this point, it is my number one. Copperhead? Holy shit. Like, Maverick, you need to step up your game. The Copperhead's fun. And the restraints are comfortable. I would put Copperhead above Maverick and at this you, point. And if you didn't know what was coming with Copperhead. Yeah. Montu is my number one invert right now. Afterburn is my number two. Other than that, their roller coasters, to me, sucked. It was the whole numbers, not quality. It was Paramount. Cedar Fair is going to come in and kind of make it delicious and then give up. The only reason that that park, I think, is still the way that it is is because Fury draws people. If they did not have Fury and did not add Fury, they would show declining attendance and they would fall the way of Worlds of Fun, Valley Fair, and Michigan's Adventure. But because they have Fury, they draw people from all over the world to ride Fury. Mm-hmm. That was a smart decision on their part but yeah fury's great i would give it a six because you gave it a five right mm-hmm. the, and the only thing that gives i'm really pretty much my review is going to be identical to tim's the only reason he gets the extra point is that i was pleasantly surprised on all levels by copperhead strike to me that is a ride and the entire area around it and the theming that does not feel like it belongs in that park. It is. And not to interrupt, but just to be clear, they have 13 roller coasters at Carowitz. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This ride feels like, like it's so well done. And it's an amazing ride. And it is themed out the wazoo. And then you look at the rest of Carowinds. Like, 
if this is where they're going, great. But if this is the only ride they're going to do like this, it seems so out of place. I mean, that is the newest ride. But it's so good. It is the newest ride. And it is themed immaculately. Like, it should not be where it's at. I mean, when you look... Okay, Fury, I get... It's very sleek. It's, it's like the your front gate. Force. It's, it's yeah. your... Fury is your gatekeeper. Yeah. For there. Yeah. And it, it it's almost identical. Yeah. It's what gatekeeper actually should, should be. have been exactly. at Cedar Point, but we're not gonna go there, Tony Clark. Um and um but you know, I mean when you look at Intimidator Intrimidator, sorry. Yeah. Um the 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 Entrance to the queue is themed, but after that, there's nothing other than at night. There's the red lights going yes. up. Wow! Afterburn, there ain't sure nope. shit. Yeah, other dark. than the airplane yes. that's outside the entrance, that's it. There, it's dark. Yeah. But again, to, to um, me, like copyright strike feels like it could be in Dollywood <coughs> or you know. <clears throat> That would actually fit, yes, like you said, would. Yeah. very well in Dollywood. And I hope that's the direction they plan on going. Otherwise, the rest of their coaster complement, other than, you know, Fury and Intimidator and Afterburn, they're not, it's dated, old, and kind of generic. The only, the really, Copperhead Strike earns them a whole other point over Tim's score, score for, for me, simply because it was that well done. So I gave it a seven. The reason I gave it a seven was the variety. They have ah. they have a hyper. They have uh. a giga. They have you know the the themed copperhead. They have a stand-up. They have three kitty coasters that are very like it's a good collection for kid stuff. They have a wooden, again, numbers, variety. Over quality. Over quality. Um, <laughs> you know, they have, even though it wasn't open, they have the flying one, they have a boomerang, they have a mine train, they have a wild mouse. That, in terms but of, they're all mediocre. Right. In terms and, of and, variety. And it's proving, you're proving your point because you, you're not, you're, you're listing the type, not by name. The I flying mean, one. <laughs> but, I mean, you look, you look at Adventure Express at Kings Island, that's an awesome mine train yeah. other than Ian. It's an awesome mine train. Yeah. You know, but you look at suspended. Oh, they have a suspended coaster. Well, you look at the back compared to Iron Dragon. Right. There's a big difference. You look at the hurler compared to Blue Streak right. at Cedar Point. Mm. I would rather ride Blue Streak oh, at Cedar here. Point mm. versus mm. the hurler. Now, again, I give it a seven because I think they have a good mix. There's a lot of stuff the family can do. There's a lot of stuff that, like... I was between a six and a seven. I gave it a seven, mostly because it, it's perfunctory because they checked the boxes. I gave it a seven mostly because of how great those three coasters are. Like, if you look at the fact that Fury happened and then Carolina, or I'm sorry, Copperhead Copper Strike Head. happened. Like, if they keep going in that direction, it could look good, and they could if they RMC Hurler. That would add another marquee attraction. Yeah. So that's why I give it a seven. It's just like, like there is such like when you go to Kings Island or you go to Cedar Point, 
there's no division between decades. You could just see the progression of yeah. coasters and things like that. When I went there, I saw 1972 or 73 to 1986, and then I saw Cedar Fair. Yeah, we're gonna dump B and M in there, and we're just gonna be great because literally that's well, what they did. Other than that, Top Gun came when the Paramount years, and that's when B and M first came out. Yeah, I mean if that was that was at ninety nine. So that was right when B&M was, like, hitting it Huge, hard. Yeah. And, okay, so we're going to B&M safe. Let's dump Intrimidator. Let's dump Fury. And then they, they try to expand. Okay, so we want something like Maverick, but we don't want Intamin to do it because they lost their shit. So we'll, do, we'll get Mac to do it, or Mock. Which is a great choice. But now Intamin came back, and Intamin came back with a vengeance. Yeah. It's, I, I would be interested to see if they broaden... If they add RMC to it, if they add GCI to it, if they add Intamin to it, it has potential. Mm -hmm. Yes. But this, eh. Where it's at now could use some work. But like I said, Copperhead Strike proves they can do it. it. Will they continue? And the shit worked. Yeah. The shit, like the special effects worked. Mm -hmm. right. All right. Park operations and capacity. Ugh. <laughs> Eugene, you side too, buddy. <clears throat> How were the overall operations at the park? Were all of the park attractions open? Were all of the food locations open? If the lines were long, were all the coaster trains and ride vehicles in multiple loading areas operating? How quickly did the ride crews dispatch coasters and rides? Were the queues for food and attractions being used correctly? Like the ones you have to walk all the way through even though there's no people in them? Were all food windows and counters being used if lines were long? And were the music and or TVs in the park working correctly? Four. No. Three. Park operations there sucked. Yep. To me. I, think I, that, I, I have channeled my inner Brian on it. I think we all agree, though. I mean, it... I used to bitch about Hershey's operations. Carowin said, hold my beer. First of all, Fury did not open until 1 o'clock, and the park opened at 10, and Fury started testing and started testing with three trains and was running three trains, and then they took a train off. I get there's no mid-course, it's hard, you're going to stack, but you could at least have people in seats and keep the line moving, but whatever. Um, Copperhead Strike has the worst queue rail it's system. Nice. It's the nice it's, queue it's line. line, but it is the worst queue rail you system. You walk through the whole thing. No yeah. matter what. There is no chains to streamline the queue, so you have to walk through the entire thing, unless you're going to be that douche that ducks, ducks underneath everything and cuts in front of people that cannot duck. Well, then in the one line, around. some employees told us to go under. We're like, not everyone can go under. Correct. Correct. There was a lot of food stands where only one person was working. That poor boy in the fry in shack. In the fry shack. Literally, he was taking orders, cooking the food, serving the food by himself. Yes. There were quite a few food locations that were not open. Right. Drink locations were not open, despite the announcements that kept coming over the PA that do get to be hydrated. 
there were standalone drink carts that were not open when on that day they probably should have been. Um, free The freestyle machines, for the first half of the day, half of the stuff was not even filled, and you yep. had no variety, you had no flavor. And some had no ice. Some had no ice. Um, and the ones that weren't open had one cash register open, so you had to stand in like a long line. And even re- referencing what we were talking about earlier with the drink of the week, the one place that would have pushed all the specialty drinks wasn't even open. Yep. And let's not talk about, or let's talk about how the fact that whenever a ride comes in and the people get out, they wait until everybody's out of that exit area before they open the gates. And then on Copperhead Strike, where you have no wait, they tell you three seconds to get through the gate, three seconds to get through the gate. And like closing the gates on people. Like a guillotine. Mm -hmm. Like it will chop your nuts off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I'm a happy person. Yeah, yes. So, what say <laughs> you, Brian? Oh, we're doing me next? Yes, because honestly, my number is going to be the same as probably both of yours, and you're going to cover everything that I would say anyway. I also gave it a three. First of all. <laughs> you know, parks are designed for people to escape the real world to be taken somewhere to a magical place of fun where you have fun, you ride rides, you enjoy time. At Carowinds, you should know by before you even enter the parking lot with the huge signs that say no weapons, no guns, that it's going to be a, we're going to yell at you all day long and tell you no guaranteed seating. This includes front and back rows. No preferred seating. No smoking. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like... Even the announcements were like, you will not be able to do this. This is a non-smoke. Like, it literally felt like rolls being shoved down your throat when you're trying to have a good time. That's the first thing. Then you get to the staffing. Where literally, we're going to use the minimum amount of people as possible and open up the minimum amount of stuff. Several rides were closed all day. Rides that were open had minimal staff, like, one person working a ride, but let's take the middle of the day when we shut everything down for a storm that can't be seen anywhere, but let's use that time when everyone's standing in line for the flat rides that are open to do a training session and train an entire ride crew and take like 10 minutes between ride cycles when your line's spilling out onto the midway so you can train people. Word. And then Tim already covered it, the one person working the whole french fry place all by himself. The TVs and the music were not really working inside the park well at all. I I did not count. The only thing that I will say is, like, towards the end of the day, like 5, 6 o'clock, they must have cut staff. And they got rid of groupers. Like, they did it on Hurler, they did it on Fury. But the thing is, is that park is so localized that people... You could tell that the people going there were locals, and they still stood. Like, when we were in line for Fury, there was no grouper, and they still stood with one train, and there was nobody there. It's like, fill it in. Go pick where you want to sit at. And it's like, they have those people so conditioned. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not the way. Like, go in, fill Mm -hmm. in the available empty space, keep the line moving, keep, like... 
But they have them conditioned because their groupers yell at you like your cattle. Mm-hmm. Can, can we sit towards the front? No. Mm-hmm. Seven. Huh? Like, there, you... there, there's one train. Just let me get... There's plenty of space. You're there. not a guest. You're a commodity. Yep. And that's how you get treated. I, I don't like this post-2020 version because, I mean, at least Cedar, Cedar Point... Before, like, it was a free for all. You walk into Millennium Force Station, they just let you go until the station fills up and yeah. then they hold you. Yeah. And then once the train goes, they'll let more people. You go just wherever you want to go. Yeah. And Some honestly, people don't want to sit in the back. Some people want to sit in the front. And honestly, Some, that like system me. works better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People figure it sometimes out. Sometimes it takes them so long that you're sending out empty rows in your trains because you're not giving people enough time to get to the. But then people will be like, Hey, you guys want to go in front of us? We're going to ride with you. Yeah. Like, like, people figure it out. That's what we and did on the Gold Rusher. Yeah. The one thing at Carowinds that they didn't have a grouper on that people were like, oh, are you riding with a, like... People self-sort better than we're giving credit for. Gold yeah. Rusher. I had a flashback. Anyway. Yeah. anyway, go ahead. What say you, Christopher? It's a three. Threes all across the board. By the way, so far, this park is rating a 13%. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, next category: queue lines. How nice are the queue lines? Really <laughs> well organized, shade structures, fans, roofs, music, air conditioning, or heating. Yeah, landscaping, trees. I'll give it a five. Big old five. There were shade structures yep. in the queues. However. Afterburn had these weird umbrella things that I'm like, okay, if it's raining, it's just going to pour down on the queue line to there, to there, to there, and to there. And those people are going to get soaked. I didn't understand the whole umbrella thing on Afterburn. Um, But everywhere had kind of like the the normal Cedar Fair sales type thing, Um, which I guess they must have got on discounted Amazon on wholesale or something, but whatever. Copperhead had the Brian Abbott Oasis vibe yep. to 100%. Like, they must have come here to a party or something, to <laughs> luau, and said, I mean, that's what we, it looks we've like. been to put that in our park. Just um, make them a little larger. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but shade, there was shade. In certain areas. Yes. Yeah. There are certain areas that were very Cedar Point-esque. And very Dollywood esque. We're talking few lines first, but um, but you know, it, it was all right. Yeah, I would say the same. It's a five. It's a mixed bag. Nothing really stood out. Nothing was atrocious. It it was sort of again. You can see the progression of the park of old school lines, semi modern. Some that they put more thought into. None of them were cohesive. I mean, you you got you got shades of um, state fair, local amusement park, Cedar Point, like vibes of all sorts. wasn't bad. wasn't great. I want to interject. Sure. None of their TVs worked. Nope. Oh no, 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 sporadic. Like it, like. Flickered. The audio would come through. The audio was working. There was no visual. And Kings Island should have notification. Hey, TV thirteen, 
Fury is not working. But we continue to but, hear the loop about the best burger that they were cooking. And the best burger that was not even in that park. Yeah. But, and whoever thought it was the greatest idea to put your queue line next to your lift hill, lift hill motor. Oh, good Lord. Should be shot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, Brian, sorry. I also give it a five because, you know, all of these elements were hit at some point, but never all on the same ride. Like the Q line was super nice for Copperhead, but the design, but then you had to, where you had to walk the whole damn queue and there was no, you know, there was shade structures, there were roofs, there were fans. There was hardly any music though in the lines. You couldn't hear anything like. You heard the ride. Yeah, there was no, like, environment setting. Um, the air conditioning that stations and rides had wasn't turned on. Like Gold Rusher, that would have been great if that air conditioner was running. It was 100 degrees outside. But then it worked in some place that it didn't need it. In in Vortex, the stand-up <laughs> yeah. one was running. And I'm like, okay. The landscaping was nice. There were, but, like, it just, just missed the mark. Five for me. Fives all around. Food! The variety and quality of the park food. Did they have any sit-down, full-service restaurants, quick-service snacks, any special, unique food to this park? Was the food served hot and fresh? I'm going to give it a five again. To me, this, and I know that they just had the carnival that was done at another park. And it's since moved on to another park. Um, it it was run of the mill to me. There was yeah. other than that bird dog that was good thing. There, but really, was that really signature though? It was, it a was remix just kind of, of a bunch of shit. It was a stoner said, "Let's yeah. do it." Um, there was nothing really signature. You think of the Carolinas, and the Carolinas is known for their barbecue. They had a barbecue station in their, whatever so that's in the, called. In the Harmony Hall. Um, was it really that good? Yeah. It was I good? mean, it was decent. But was it Carolina barbecue? Or was no. it theme park it barbecue? It was Cedar Fair barbecue. Yeah. So, you know, it was Backbeat Q yeah. in Carowinds. Yeah. It, was... it was no Dollywood. We'll put it, that way. <clears throat> it was definitely no Dollywood. But, like, there, there was nothing. I mean, they had a Chicky and Pete's. And they had a Chick-fil-A. And they had, or like, Subway. it's like. You have such an amazing opportunity being in the South and being in the Carolinas that you're known for a specific place, genre of food. And the one place that was that was the Country Kitchen that was closed. And that, like, to me, I, and I know it's about capacity and Chick-fil-A is going to be the capacity eater. And why people, like, obsess over Chick-fil-A, I don't know. It's not that great to me. But you're drawing people from all over the country to come and ride your signature ride. Have your signature food place open. I agree with you. It gets a five. It was mediocre park food. Um, the bird dog was interesting. I've never thought to combine a, a massive and... amount of cheese and honey mustard. It yeah. works. It was a bit much. But again, it's like a Taco Bell remix. They had all these items already, and then they just decided to put them together. Nothing, nothing really stood out. Although I will say, um, you can get one 
the Carolina bird dogs and it'll feed two people. Oh yeah. There's plenty of food on it. And that it's a good price. Those portion sizes were nice yes. for that. I mean, we got yes. a chicken finger bucket to fit 30 yes. three of us. Portion sizes were good, but it's it's still I think better than some other parks actually. But it's still mediocre park fare. Um I also gave it a 5. It's, it's very rare. I think this is probably the first time we've reviewed a lot of parks that we're going across the board with the same ratings for stuff. Um, I thought that the quality of the food was fair. The variety was fair. Um, this is the kind of park that would have really benefited from having like one full-service restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, a place to sit down and kind of relax a little bit. Like Cedar Point's Chickies and Pete's is a sit-down. Yes. Carowinds is a counter-service Chickies and Pete's. Like, there's no, like, because like, I thought when you guys were in the show, I was like, oh, they got a Chickies and Pete's right over there. I'm gonna go, or I'll go over and grab a drink and all, and but I didn't end up doing it. But that's yeah, because like, I remember going to Chickies and Pete's and it's a sit down and they have a sit down yeah, bar yeah, and like you can relax. Like, no, they just do every everything that way. So, like I said, and I was not that great. Yeah. Food seating areas. How are the food seating areas? Did they have shade, air conditioning, or heat? Were there enough seats, rain protection? I'll... Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 7. <laughs> Sorry. I'll give it a 7. There, there was a lot of shaded seats outside. There wasn't a lot of indoor seating. Um, there was. But it was closed. I mean, the Harmony Hall had a wall. Like, that was nice. That, that was a lot of seating. And I had a complete deja vu moment because I swear that I've been in something like that before. And it was probably with you guys, but I don't know when. Yeah, King's Island. Where? King's Island's Fest House. No, I didn't go there. Uh, we didn't go into the Fest oh, House. Yeah. We've never been in it. But anyway, it's have just you ever, deja vu. Have you ever moment. been to Bush Gardens? No. Never? No. Does Tampa have anything like Fest no. House? Tampa does. Tampa has somewhere. Tampa like that. does, but I've never been in it. But were you it, having flashbacks to the high school cafeteria? No, it was just like I felt like I've been there before, and I wanted to say Knobles. I'm like, no, it wasn't Knobles. But anyway, I digress. It just there wasn't a lot of indoor seating for where it was in the country. Only three places: the Chick Fil A, the which you're never going to find a spot at. Right, the kitchen, the country kitchen, and the Harmony Hall. Everything else outside, I mean, it, 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 like, it was shaded. We were able to find shady spots yes. and all that. But, again, it was not busy. Yeah. Had I, we have been there on a different day, I probably would have rated it completely different. But it is what it is. Um, in every seating area that we went towards, we never had to fight for seating. No. That was shaded. So our experience on that light day, I would give it a 7-2. Because even if it, if it wasn't... Shaded with an umbrella structure, which we normally found if it wasn't just your typical backyard kind of umbrella, to those big sort of gaudy umbrellas that Cedar Fair loves so yeah. much that cover entire tables. There was at least someplace shady, at least by a tree, you could sit mm-hmm. and eat. And that was a the thing. There was a lot of like wooden well, or brick things that you could but sit on. That's one thing trees. I will say. There were plenty of brick walls, not so many benches. No. 
the park seemed to be bereft of benches. Well, they had a couple areas, like by Copperhead Strike, they had those areas that the roof went over the bench corners and couple. But, but still, it was it wasn't like a Kennywood where it's lined with benches, like I kind of expect the park to be. It was mostly walls, but most of them were also shaded, so it gets a seven. The reason why I laughed is I put in my number before you said your number, and again, across the board, sevens. The park has decent seating areas. I agree with both what you said. Um, But again, you'd think because of where they are that they would have more air-conditioned options. Because to me, if it's extremely hot and I'm not really that hungry because of how hot it is, if there's somewhere we're going that's air-conditioned, I'll be like, oh, well, I can eat there because it's air-conditioned. That does a lot for appetite. Yep. Heat and humidity. Yeah. How are we on time? Shows and entertainment. The variety and quality of the shows and entertainment. Did the park offer shows for the family, children, and adults? Any with live musicians? Were there any indoor or covered theaters to escape the weather? I'll go first. I'll go last so as to not mess up the average. Five. Five for me. Um, They really had one show. And we saw it. And we saw it, and it was enjoyable. I thought it was a well-done, fun show. But again, you are a world-class park with lots of outdoor theater space and areas, but you had... One show. Eh. Five. I'll give it a five. It was a recycled Snoopy show. It was well done. It gets a five. It was an air-conditioned theater. And the actor, the cast was into it. Like, oh, they yeah. were very they, enjoyable they to watch. They enjoyed themselves. They threw themselves into it. And you sort of have to be if you're going to do this day yeah. in, day out. Um, it wasn't bad. Not the greatest theme park show I've seen. Um, but, you know, it was a good time. You got to relax. Aiden enjoyed it. Yep. Very much that. So as to not mess up the average, I will give it a five as well. Um, I have been known as the ride guy for a specific reason. I do not like shows in parks. I would rather spend that time riding um, or using my time to get barred from entering and exiting the park due to the number of times that I go out, and I'm not going to name why I go out. Um, you however, yes. what I will say is there was nothing outside. Like, music, bands, there was the one oh god-awful cover band that was playing over by Fury. The interest of fury in front of the bathrooms in front of the bathrooms that well, that's true there were two shows were but... very reminiscent and nostalgic of the magnum bathrooms but although it's funny you call them god awful because your wife and tina were jamming along the entire time yes they liked that band they liked it because they knew the words they didn't like it because they were good i'll give them that valid point that's okay thank you <laughs> okay um but like throughout the rest of the park, there was nothing yeah. else. There was no strolling bands. There was no, and I know Cedar Fair is not known for that, but actually they were. Well, get your shit together. Whatever the new CEO of Cedar Fair is, 
anyway, I, yeah. These organizations change their CEO so often anymore, it's hard to well, tell. Well, didn't... Isn't it a girl? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say girl. Isn't it a well, female yes. that, like, took... who Whose spot did they take? Matt Wiemann. Yeah. And Matt was great. Was Matt the CEO of Cedar Fair, or was yeah, he just Cedar the... Fair. G- Probably. No. Yeah, Matt Wiemet was the president of Cedar Fair. He ran all I of thought Cedar he Fair. was the president yeah. of Cedar Point. No, that's what the girl took over. And that was what's... Oh, I really liked him. He came from Dorney, and then... Oh, what was his name? He was only there for a couple of years. Yeah, and he was great. He was great. I can't think of his name, but anyway. Stop. Park atmosphere, theming, and landscape. How nice was the park atmosphere? Trees, water... Flowers, landscaping, how detailed was the theming? Did they have music playing throughout the park? At night, were the lights working correctly? Were the buildings freshly painted? Were there nice shaded places to sit down and relax? What was the atmosphere, theming, and landscaping like? No. Really? See, to me, this is actually a category where they're going to do well on. They have, like, that cool arbor you walk under. That, like, you know, it's like haphazard down that. It's a good thought, but they could have done a lot better with it. I'll give a seven. There were shady places to sit. My issue is why you ain't got no trash cans in your line. Yeah. You got all these queue lines. You ain't got no trash cans. People be drink, bringing drinks. People be drinking, bringing food. Why you ain't got a trash line? You got one at the beginning. You got one at, at, at the station. Sometimes they if even that, have them at the station. If that. Why you ain't got that? Um, music throughout the park, eh, sporadic. Um, in the queue lines, yeah, yeah, it was sporadic, and your TVs didn't work. Um, at night, it was kind of nice. They did light it very nice, being in it there in the night. Um, yeah, that is seven. It gets a seven, but it's a very mediocre seven. None of the theming really jumped out at me. Except it, Copperhead. For a specific ride. I'm talking you about You got one ride out of seventy five. When, when I'm talking park. about theming, I'm talking about like different sections of the park. Mm-hmm. Nothing really jumped out at me. It was all pretty much generic amusement park theming. Like it had the perfunctory Cedar Fair Western section. It looks like they used the same plans. Yes, sir. And you know, it wasn't bad. It was well maintained. Nothing looked overly run down. Things were freshly painted. It it was well maintained. I didn't see weeds, but unlike some other parks, that I actually get impressed by how well they plant and landscape. Meh, nothing really jumped out at me here. I mean, it was Camp well Snippy was done very well. Mm-hmm. I really okay. like it because it's very shaded. It's shaded, and it reminds water. me of like Idlewilds. Mm-hmm. And I did, I do appreciate that they do seem to respect trees more than some of their sister parks. <clears throat> but by and large, nothing was really like, ooh, I can really spend time here and just sit and enjoy it. They did not have a coat of many colors, botanical. Topiary yeah, yeah. or anything. Topiary. I, I will say my experiences at Dolly would have set my bar higher yeah. for this sort of thing with what can be done. I'm not saying what Carowinds did was bad, but it was run of the mill. But it was okay. 
I also gave it a seven. <laughs> Literally, our rating sheet are like is across the board. We for the three of us to all agree, like that it never happens. No, nobody um, ever agrees with Brian. Chris and Tim are pretty similar. <laughs> Brian, yeah. So the things I did like about this park shaded. There was a lot of shade. There were a couple of cool ponds or whatnot, some cool water features. But the thing that I really did like, their hanging baskets were very nice. Like, their flowers were nice. They're the ones I pointed out that they were the Rios and that they were the, like, they were hanging down, like, from the bath. Like, whoever was in charge of their hanging baskets, that was great. Music was okay in the park. There were areas where it was okay, areas where it wasn't. There were parts of the park that were really nice, and there were parts of the park where it was like, when did we get into 1973? Have they done anything in this area since 1973? But I mean, it was, and that's it the was, way I felt about but, that country fair where you said they put in shit two or three mm-hmm. years. I'm like, ooh, but it was maintained, but still felt dated. Hmm. So sevens all around. Cleanliness. How clean was the park? Buildings, midways, rides, ride vehicles. What? I'm sorry. I just want to interject. Nighthawk. Closed. Nighthawk, yeah. Closed, but freshly painted. But that landscaping around Nighthawk, like to me, like there was pictures of that in our room, Mm -hmm. in our hotel room. I thought that was amazing. It is. With Mm -hmm. the pond and, and like, the, the pine trees and the, yeah. and, and the, it was done so well. It was so much better than the X flight gravel coaster. Mm-hmm. But I still give it a seven. Okay, go ahead. Cleanliness. How clean was the park? Buildings, midways, rides, ride vehicles, queue lines, landscaping. Were the midways clean of trash? Were the park trash cans emptied and not overflowing? I guess Tim would say, what trash cans? How clean were the food serving and seating areas? Were the bathrooms clean? I'll give it an eight. I, I thought it was very clean. The restrooms were clean. Anytime I was at a restroom, which after drinking so much that day, I was in the bathroom a lot. There was always like people either coming out as I was going in or going in as I was coming out to clean. Um, every place had family restrooms, which I really liked. Well, restrooms is next. We're just talking about cleanliness. I, but like... As far as like the midways and stuff like that, you didn't notice trash. It wasn't dirty. Everything was cleaned up. I saw people going around with grabbers, picking stuff up. Yes. Um, you know, so that was actively done. The only miss for me is the trash cans within the queue lines. Mm-hmm. Because if you're waiting for full queue and you did it, I did it, and I'm sure you probably did, but I didn't see you. Everybody put a cup down somewhere I in that did. queue line. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you need you need trash. I carried cans. it with me all the way to the station, expecting there to be a garbage can at the station. None. Because <laughs> well, yeah, we're used to the turnstiles, uh, trash can kind of setup or entry person, the height checker, trash can. It's, there should always be one there. Right. But but like you, I give it a day. I thought the park was clean. I mean. I did not, and I scanned midways with the way I walk. I try to keep track of where I'm walking. Doesn't always work out that way. Um, sometimes I go down. Um, but I did not notice, you know, debris, litter, 
And I, I don't I don't know if that's equal parts park operations and they have a good cleaning crew. Or it could actually be Southern Manners too, where it's like you just don't leave trash. But the park itself was very clean. Mm-hmm. So what number did you give it? Eight. Okay. I gave it a nine. And the reason I gave it a nine was because it was very, very, very clean. Um, like you guys said, there, I didn't see any any trash on the midways. Everything was clean. There weren't many parts of the area. There were a couple of the, the signature, we got to toss our hair bands on structures, which, hey, millennials, cut it out. It looks bad, and you're wasting your money. Bro, that been around since we was children. Yeah. Like, that's like... Well, no, yeah, when we a, were children, a, it was gum. No, no, when we were children... <laughs> When we were children, it was the massive scrunchies the size of bagels. <laughs> but now these people are throwing, like, actual, like, stuff that costs money. Like, cut it out. Okay, old man. I give it a nine. Okay. Restrooms. How are the majority of the restrooms in the park? Were they pleasant and taken care of? Were there enough stalls? Did they have automatic features? Were they more important for this park? Were they air-conditioned? And did any of them have music? Well, it depends on what you're tooting on. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, it is a, I, I'll give it a seven because they, the restrooms were clean to me. I don't really pay attention to music. I'm just there to drain the lizard. I, like, yeah, I, you're not in there dancing. Like, yeah, I'm trying to get in, get out, or I'm there to just support my son. You go, Aiden. Um, yeah. I mean, some of them were warmer and more rainforest wet feeling like yeah. than others, but but they were at least all air conditioned, and the air conditioning was on. Okay, some of them felt wet. Yeah, but I'll give it a seven. Um, some of them were showing their age, but they were still well maintained. Um, some this is a universal gripe I have across most parks. Most of their men's rooms could use one or two more stalls. Yep. That's just a thing. This latest thing of just having one stall in a restroom, in a men's room, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you think we're all quick. We just go to a urinal and pee. But, you know, we do have to shit every so often. Well, here, you get 60,000 people in in an amusement park, and you have 10, 12 bathrooms throughout that park. Chances are in that 60,000 people, there's going to be more than 12 people that are differently able that might need additional yes. room. Yeah. You need to have more of those. Right. Yeah. The other thing I noticed in most of the men's rooms, a lack of mirrors, which I thought was I, yeah. kind of weird. And if they were available, they were on an outside wall on the way out, and they were warped from time and heat, so they were like funhouse yeah. mirrors. I didn't understand the lack of mirrors in the because, like, I'm not exactly a vain person, but like, I want to check, make sure everything's all he right. He wants to make sure his hair isn't like mohawk, frohawk. I'll make sure my shit right. Well, you know, also when you're melting and you're wiping your face, you want to make sure. Like, yeah, but lack of mirrors—it just seems strange. So you noticed that too? Yes. I did notice that. Okay. I also gave it a seven. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is a for the same reasons that well i did give cleanliness a score one point higher than you guys so but restrooms i give it a seven like the restroom like the front of the park was really nice and new and you could tell and the other one that i went in the back was kind of like a little musty little kind of you could tell needs some repair but they were all clean you know there wasn't stuff where it shouldn't be automatic features were there the temperature wasn't too horrible so seven okay merch and gift shops <laughs> as tim would say the smallest emporium ever variety and quality of the park merch did they have any custom and unique items any um make sure they were air well they were air conditioned so and did they offer on ride photos on a track Three. Really? Three. I'm sorry, but when you exit the Fury 325 ride and you get dumped into a Fury 325 gift shop, you should expect to find Fury 325 Squishmallows, which whoever came up with that, you're an asshole. Second of all, you would expect to find a bunch of Fury merchandise. Why do I walk into the Fury gift shop after riding Fury Ride, getting dumped off of the Fury queue into the Fury gift shop? Super do excited. I find a whole bunch of Copperhead Strike shit? Yep. Why? That's ridiculous. You have a main gift shop. Why is it Williams and Sonoma? Why is it not Carowinds based and ride based and stuff that you missed in the gift shops of the roller coasters that you could get on your way out why can you find on your website all of your posters of rides that i was looking for the fury poster and i could not find a single ride poster in the entire park that had any type of roller coaster on it not even vortex i'm sorry i did not like their merch at all their online shop which is not typically Cedar Fair, but their online shop is so much better online versus in the park, whereas with the rest of Cedar Fair parks, it's better the in the opposite, park. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Tim. I believe you gave it a three. I would give it there a three, two. The selection of merch was mediocre at best. They gave more uh, square footage to brands like Simply Southern, which is like the Vera Bradley of... Southern, I felt like I was in Tangaroutlets. Of Southern Housewives. It's the most mediocre crap ever. And you go to the section of the store that's supposed to be Carowinds merch, and they don't have patches. They have three different magnets, two hats, and like three t-shirt designs. It is, frankly, the smallest emporium, quote-unquote, that I've ever been in for a theme park. Where'd you go to premieres? It was the one towards the, the front of the park, like right adjacent to the sign on the line. Yeah, right there. It was mm -hmm. like it was literally I could have put my arms out and touched both walls of this joint. Yeah, I. I... Meanwhile, you walk the midway of Cedar Point and there are like five different stores selling Cedar Point forward merch. I did not see anything Intimidator merch wise. Mm -hmm. In that store, they had. Not they had Intimidator stuff in that store. Where? At the exit of Intimidator? Yeah. yeah. No Afterburn. Mm. Didn't see anything Afterburn. 
Didn't see anything hurler related. Didn't see like there. Well, hurler, everything I was so like it was like well, Copperhead came out in twenty. We bought way too much merch for this. That's what it was. We bought yeah. way too much merch and it didn't sell, so we're gonna spread it out across the yeah. park. Every gift shop you went into, Copperhead Strike, Copperhead Strike. It's not that great of a ride if that's not your signature ride. Right. I also gave it a three. I Thank thought you, the sir. merch was. It wasn't just the selection of the merch. Most of your photo places were closed. Yep. Like. The majority of them. Yep. Oh, I know. Go ahead. Go get it. So I I also give it a three. Um, definitely not the case with Kings Island or Cedar Point even. Like, and the thing that cracks me up is their Emporium shop was smaller than like some of those small shops Kings Island had at the entrance gate, like next to the gate. Yeah. Like it was tiny and most of that store didn't even have Carowin stuff. No. The one side was like male like yeah. sports stuff and the other side was like girly mm -hmm. feminine stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the center was Carowin. Yep. Woo! Copperhead strike zip tie bag. Woo! Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on. Park employees. How were the park employees? Were they efficient? Were they friendly? Did they seem happy? Or did they seem like you were disturbing them by being there? Did they go out of... Did any of them actually go out of their way to make your day feel special? Uh, it, they, like, the, the, the only thing... Nobody went out of the way. Nobody went deliberately in the way mm. of it. It was like they were there. They were doing their job. And that was it, period. Yeah, there's not much more I could say. I give it a five. I agree with Tim. Nobody, it wasn't like. There was part, no Southern hospitality. Oh, no, not at all. There wasn't. There oh, was yeah. more at the Comfort Inn yes. than there was. Yes. There was no, hi, how are you? First time here. None of them were talkative. None of them engaged. They were there to do their job, which most of them did okay. And that's was my impression. You want to? Add something? Yeah. I want to change my rating. Mm -hmm. I want to change it to a six. That's what I give it. So the extra point goes for? I am giving it a six because Vortex. Yeah. He was fun. The, yes, he was. He was like he was like an RCT original coaster yeah. nerd. Yeah. Um, He commented on my shirt. Yeah. Second time I wrote, I wrote Fury. Yeah. I was in the front. You, you were a train ahead of me. So it was me. The guy was like, thank you and enjoy your ride on Lightning Rod here at Dollywood. Yeah. And then he just looked at me and smiled. Yeah. So like that type of stuff. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll give it to him. He but, was, if, if the park was cloned with ride, with operators like him, that park would be a very different park. Yeah. The, the, the guy on Hurler that came yeah, on. He was great. Yeah. So I'll give them a say I'll give them an extra point okay. for those three employees. Yes. Fury was awesome when he thank you enjoy your ride on Lightning Rod here in Dollywood. That was great. But anyway. um I also give it a six. Um their employees did their job. I I felt horrible for like I thought that kid at the Fry Shack for running that stand by himself. Did it, well, he did a damn good job. He was still himself. pleasant. He was still... I would have been miserable. Been like, what the hell do you... Like, I... By the end of the day, if that was just me running deep fryers and red... Like, now put, you know why he has a drinking problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, now I feel like I should upgrade mine too, just to be fair and have six. No, because more. that's one person. Yeah. Yeah. If you rate it higher because of one person, I mean, I gave it a sixty because of that, because of the guy at mm-hmm. Vortex, um, the staff at the show theater, their ushers were nice. You know, like they yeah. gave Aiden that they said, "Oh, we hope you like. We hope did you like the show? Like they were like." But still, compared to yes. it, it's like I told. Chris, I'm very happy that we had Carowinds first and then Dollywood next. Yeah, Dollywood sets the bar kind of high for park reviews now yeah. in these categories. Do we have time for the next category? Technology. Huh? Did the park have an app? Yeah. Did they provide right. free Wi-Fi? How was the app? How was the Wi-Fi? No. Did the park no. have ride wait times listed on the app and were the times accurate? Yes and no. Actually, yes, they were. For this park and everything that you... Well, I'll give it a seven. The They had an app. Mm-hmm. It worked. Wait times were pretty much accurate. For Cedar Fair Park, their wait times were accurate. For Cedar Fair Park. It said 10. It was really 15. It didn't say... 30 and it was actually 120 uh-huh. like other parks. Um, so they were pretty accurate. I can give a 5 to 10 minute leeway because just updating servers and stuff like that. And everything got to be shipped from Charlotte up to Cincinnati and back down yeah. again anyway. But um, so that's fine. Technology in the lines with all the Cedar Fair stuff that they pull in the in the videos none of the videos worked and they come on turn your videos on make sure your tvs are working whatever um but yeah that's where i'm at i'll give it a six they had an app i don't typically download them or use them i I don't really bother with them because somebody else in the group will have them uh according to you guys the right times are okay the Wi-Fi was spotty at best. Yeah. Uh, I was I always having to reconnect. So. Very much like Kings Island. In the one part of the park, Wi-Fi was great. And the other side of the park, Wi-Fi was not. So halfway through the day, I just gave up on it and yeah, turned my turned Wi-Fi off. off. Uh, see, I don't even look for Wi-Fi. All right. So 7, 6, I also gave it a 7. Last one. Park value. What was the value of this park when it came to what you paid for? Versus what you got. This includes admission, parking, food, gifts, merch, etc. It was free, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you would have paid, yeah, what's what's the average yeah, price? What is it's it? like 40, 50 bucks. What? I think it's higher. Oof. Okay. Look. Let me look. I mean, from the perspective of a um, platinum pass holder, I got my value. So we've gone. We got our platinum plat passes let's say it's just this year so we've gone to king's island one day and that's it and carowinds one day the gate price at this park is 75 dollars what's the online 49.99 okay 50 dollars and going by gate price because or online price because that's what most people were doing. 
I would say 50 bucks for that park is reasonable. Especially the water parks included. Yes, with the water park included. And, and my thing, family, mm-hmm. they did the park in the morning, went to the water park until they got kicked out because of weather that was basically in Miami. <laughs> and everything shut down in Charlotte um, for a couple hours. So they came with us and we did some stuff and ate and all that stuff. And then they went back and rode some more while we rode. I, I think $50 is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Even for us, what we did for the day, mm-hmm. I would think that $50 is acceptable. Now, $75 for the day, no. No. 200 Now, I remember looking at their planet because I had to look at the passes to get Aiden's pre-K pass. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do have a pre-K pass for kids under five. You do have to show a copy of the birth certificate at the window. So I didn't bring a copy. I took a picture and that was fine. I showed it to him. They did look at it to make sure that he was five or under. Um, he can get in all summer for free with that one pass, um, which is great that it is free. Mm-hmm. And the amount of stuff that he rode that day was yes. quite mm-hmm. extensive. Um, for $250 for a platinum pass or $130 for a gold pass if I was local, I would think it would be worth it, to be honest. Mm. I would give it an eight. I'd probably give it a seven. Um, you're you're gonna get your value as long as you figure out, you know, amortize the pass or make sure you get the online price. There, I could not justify the park at gate price. Not for a one day. Yeah. But I think we, we've gotten the value out of our Platinums. Yep. I also gave it an 8. Same reasons. You know, it's it was fair. It was fair with, with everything that was included in the price. So, totals. Tim's total was 62. Chris's total was 63. My total was 65. <laughs> our totals all together are 190. Um, everything divided by three and all that. Um, this part got a 63 average of. All right, hold on. 86, 84, and 89 were the totals. I don't know why it didn't update. I clicked on something. Tim gave 86 total. Chris gave 84. I gave 89. Um, so it was 259 for the total score, or an average of 86 points. When you do the percentage, this part got a 57.5%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to compare it, and we can do a year-end comparison, but... Fury is the drop. And yeah. that, and that's King's and, Island got a 76. Dollywood got an 89. Yeah. The most charitable wrap-up review I can give of Carowinds, it's a mixed bag. SeaWorld got a 79. Bush Gardens Tampa. Um that's it. I did enjoy my day. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. 
Carowinds may not have been the greatest park to go to, but Copperhead Strike is an amazingly themed ride. It is an amazing ride. Mm -hmm. There is so much ejector, and I was not prepared for the judge. For... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I was not prepared for what Copperhead Strike really was going to feel like. Yeah. I've seen videos of it. Yeah, I, it was very different than what I thought it was going to feel like. I it, that was like I was laughing the entire time. I had such a great time my first ride of Copperhead. Fury, you were not there to see my face the first time I got off of Fury. Mm -hmm. He was. I walked out of the gift shop and my mouth was just. Hmm. Fury's great. Holy shit. I wish Fury I wish Fury wasn't seven hours away. Holy shit. I have never been on a I did not expect I've seen tons of POVs of Fury. I did not expect Fury to feel like it felt. Fury's intense. like you feel the it force is intense. more than any other BM hyper. Like so now I understand why so many people were pissed off when they say King's Island's putting in the Giga. Yeah. And, and that's what they got. Gonna, and everyone yeah. thought it was going to be like Fury. Which, if Orion was like Fury, holy hell, that the would be like... Onion makes so much sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I still like Orion. Orion was better than Intimidator <laughs> to me. Yeah. But it was a great trip. So um, that's our review. We got one more thing, and then we're going to wrap up for the episode. Before we wrap up and close, we always end with a question. Question of the week. And this one, I kind of went back into the archives and into the Facebook group text. You know what it is? Okay. So back in early December, you had asked us, what's your top 10 steel, which top 10 parks, which top 10 coasters? I have gotten 15 new credits this year. You've gotten, I know, quite a few, mm -hmm. if not more than 15 new credits. Um, has it changed? So, Brian, I'm going to ask you first. So, back in early December, you had said that your top, your top five wooden coasters were Mystic Timbers, Voyage, Ravine Flyer 2, Legend, and El Toro. Has that changed at all? No. Okay. Your top ten steel. And keep in mind, when we say steel, we are including hybrid. Yes. So your top ten steel, which I think is going to change, was Fury... Vengeance, Magnum, Raptor, and Apollo's Chariot. Has that changed yes. at all? All right, so what's changed? Um, because you've gotten a new hybrid and a new steel. It's funny, but it's changing in a weird way. It's Bumping, what were they again? It was Fury, Vengeance, Magnum, Raptor, Paul's Chariot. 
Yeah. So the last two are changing. Um, Off what I would have said, but okay. No, last two are changing. I think that Raptor is getting bounced off, and I think that Afterburn is going to replace Raptor, is number four. And I think Apollo will stay at five. No quasi. Oh, I forgot I That's wrote That's why I said. <laughs> like, you I got forgot. a five new hybrid. And I would say that number five is Iron Quasi. So, Apollo's getting bumped to six. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, for me, my top five would... El Toro, Ravine Flyer 2, Mystic Timbers, Phoenix, and Thunderhead. So that's changing. So I would still keep El Toro at number one. I will put Mystic Timbers at number two. Then Ravine Flyer. Then Thunderhead. Then Phoenix. As of now. Um, my top ten steel. Vengeance, Montu, Millennium Force, and Maverick and Diamondback are my top five. That's changed a lot. Yeah. So Fury's going to be number one. And Fury's going to be number one overall. Yeah. Um, Vengeance is going to be number two. Tim and I have the same one and two. I'm going to put Montu at three. I'm going to put Afterburn at four. And then I'm going to put Diamondback at five. Millennium Force has got kicked to a top 10. Wow. Mr. Chris. I am so bad with making these lists because I don't I don't think I mentally rank coasters the way you do. Like I appreciate things about each one, so it's hard for me All to right, make, so hard for me to make lists like this. Top five wood. Top five wood. Let me think. My top wooden is still Ravine Flyer. Ravine Flyer 2. Uh, Thunderhead probably comes in at 2. Um, then trying to think of... Coming at 3. Can I count things that don't exist anymore? Yeah. I have stuff on my list that doesn't exist. Three, I got... three would be Raging Wolf Bulbs. I still love that thing. It doesn't exist anymore. That's is... my number nine. <laughs> it is gone. Um, four. See, I have a hard time thinking of everything that I wrote, too. I don't keep an encyclopedic knowledge of all the coasters as you guys tend to. Um, oh, really? And that's how we get the copyright strike. Um, four. Hmm. I'm tempted to throw some classics in there. I still like, and I haven't ridden in a while, but Thunderbolt is mm -hmm. still a great ride to me. So that comes in at four. 
Um, Phoenix. That's okay. my top, top five. What about right. Steel? So Steel. Uh, Fury makes the top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> kind of insane. Um, and then Lightning Rod, and it's mainly because of those types Holy of posters. Holy shit! That that, that <laughs> I've written. It's an RMC he can ride. It's an RMC. No, no I'm, I'm not hating one. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. It's shit. an RMC that doesn't beat the bejesus out of me that I'm not in tears by the end of, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Vengeance does that. Mm -hmm. um, three. I really still like Candemonium. There's something about the way that thing twists and turns. Um, we gotta get you on Mako. Yeah, oh, Mako. <laughs> well, actually, I think Mako is above Apollo's chariot on mine now. Really? Yeah. Four is gonna be an oddball because I like it and it's strange for what it is, but it's a hell of a ride, and you would think it would be Dragonflyer. It's Hollywood. Okay. At Dollywood. Because it's compact, it throws you around more that than, first drops more than amazing you more, to turn around over the fountain yeah, with stuff scoring. It does things you don't expect a family coaster to do. Yes. And then five, you know, it's gonna be a toss-up. You know, I need my classic arrow in there somewhere. And I have three that would compete for that spot, but I think right now it would probably be Tennessee Tornado. Yep. Filling that classic spot. Yeah. I will say this. Operations at Dollywood. They still did not stack the trains while we were living. We, were they running three? They were running two. They can do a maximum of two. Even with no line, we were literally like, I think, there was no one in the line. We came up, the elevator went on. We got on. We dispatched before the other train came back. Which, and it's a short ride, yeah. but for you know, it's not easy for you know people to get into an aero coaster. Mm -hmm. But even with thank you for not it, fucking up the operation, <laughs> even with that takes a little longer. I told Chris too. I said, "Hey, you didn't screw their rotation." So. Those there there were some changes yeah. to everybody. My list have adjusted so, from what I've experienced. Yeah. yeah, my list, and I'm looking at it the screenshot I got, and I got top ten wish list. And Fury is number one on that top ten wish list. I finally wrote it. It is now my number See, one. See, here's like, here's what it's going to be like now. If we're ever driving somewhere where we have to drive past Carowinds, if we have a platinum, we stop, we ride Fury, we get back in the car, and we continue on our way. Well, no, we have to go over to Afterburner. Oh, right just Afterburner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we can leave. Yeah. We're going to skip Intrimidator completely. And I, I am glad to, to think that B&M have realized, let's not make trains this way, and let's not trim the fuck out of our rides anymore. And let's make great coasters, because every ride they've made after that that is a hyper been has better. been Phenomenal. And honestly, um, Afterburn almost took the spot that Dragonflyer did. Afterburn's so good. Afterburn's so oh. intense. Yes, it is. But I, I, 
think that Dragonflyer, even though it's a smaller family ride, is a more interesting ride. Yeah, the theme with the it's water cool. and with yeah. the landscaping yeah, and with... Dragonflyer is. A so cool let me tell you, lots of footers have gone in at Dollywood. Oh yeah, on that hillside. <clears throat> but so that's our kind of new rating. As of right now, we got a couple other parks to go to. Who knows what King's Dominion is going to do to this list? And who's to say that we're not going to do another Q&A like we did at the very beginning? Yeah. At the end of this year, after two years, or the two-year anniversary special. Yeah, we still got we still got Dominion and Bush. Lots of new coasters. I love Bush. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's no Schwarzkopf. They got coasters. a Schwarzkopf. So... Um, yeah, so we got Dominion coming up in a couple weeks. And, and Bush. And Bush. And then, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, with that, we are done. So, right on. No. Oh, God damn it. Say it right. Right on. Word. <laughs>